Welcome back, fight fans. Welcome back to the IBFP. And look, we're going to get into the ESPN pound-for-pound boxing rankings. And yes, their boxing rankings are officially garbage, truck, juice. But not to fret, I have a special guest here, and it is Miss Spicy Boxing. She brings the spicy to boxing. Miss Spicy, you want to say what's up to the people? Hey, y'all. How's it going? Yes, that's right. I do bring that spiciness to boxing. She's so spicy, she might burn your ass. But let, look, let's just, just break it down honestly and objectively as possible. And we're going to get into the pound-for-pound ESPN rankings. And as you know, their rankings are garbage truck juice. And we're going to start with their pound-for-pound rankings. Number one, you have Terrence Bud Crawford. Number two, you have Noya Anui. Number three, you have Errol Spence Jr. Number four, you have Oslander Usyk. Number five, you have Saul Canelo Alvarez. Number six, you have Tyson Fury. Seven, you have Archer Better BF. Eight, you have Dimitri Bavol. Nine, you have Asil Lomachenko. And 10, you have Shakur Stevenson. There's a notable name missing, and that's Jermel Charlo, who went undisputed at 154 pounds. So typically, there's a few people who say, you know, the pound-for-pound rankings are something based along the lines of, more of what you've done lately compared to your past. Yes, your past factors into it, but pound for pound is typically, what are you doing at this moment to keep you relevant? What are you doing right now to boost you up on the list? So Miss Spicy, first of all, do you have any problems with what you see on this list right now? I absolutely have a problem with this list. I do not see Terrence Crawford as being a number number one pound for pound. Like that's just that's ridiculous. Do you do you not like Terrence Crawford? I mean, look, Terrence Crawford. Hold on, Terrence Crawford's an elite fighter. He's undefeated. He's a world champion, and he's ready to fight pretty much anybody in his division. And he's been undisputed at 140 pounds. So Terrence Crawford is definitely worthy of a pound for pound status. Yeah, and I didn't say that. I'm not disputing that he shouldn't be on the list. I'm disputing that he should be number one. At 140, who did he fight? Most recently, who has he fought? He he fought Sean Porter, who's already been beat by how many guys? I mean, that doesn't make sense. And I agree with you, you you know, Miss Spicy. Sean Porter has been beat by more guys than you. That's how many guys Sean Porter's been beat by. We got to be honest and unbiased. We got to keep that same energy. Don't hate because you can't be on that list. (laughs) I got $40 for you, Miss Spicy, right now. But look, let's keep breaking it down. Decline. Let's keep breaking it down. What do you you think about everybody else on the list? Is there anybody else on the list that you have a problem with where they are? So Terrence Crawford, number one, you have a problem with that. Mm -hmm. Who else do you have a problem with on this list? I mean, honestly, I think probably Alexander Usyk should be number one just based on the most recent performance. I know that, you know, he he beat AJ not once but twice. Um, You know, he's more than likely to face Fury off in, you know, that could be a 50-50 too. Just, you know, just because he has that, you know, that that speed advantage, he's just, you know, really done done an amazing job here in the heavyweight division. Um, But... I mean, who else do I have an issue with? Um, who should not be where they are on this list? Who Who's getting too much credit? So you said Ty- Terrence Crawford's getting a little too much credit. Yes. Is there anybody else getting a little too much credit or is somebody getting disrespected? And and look look at Jermail Charlo too. Should Jermail Charlo be on the list? 154, undisputed champion. 
Should they have just completely washed him off the list? No, I don't think so. I should think Devin should Haney be on the list? Undisputed 135. Come on, talk to me now. Jermel or Haney, should one of those guys be on the list I'd or probably, both? I'd probably put Jermel over Haney. I mean, honestly, that that that, that those belts that Haney, Haney has right now, I don't necessarily – it's a joke to me. I mean, I think he needs to – Haney needs to fight Vasily Lomachenko. So I'm okay with Vasily being where he's at. I, I'm going to tell you this about Devin Haney. Devin Haney is a young fighter who's willing to fight pretty much anybody from what I'm seeing. He's talented, has skills, and he's undisputed at 135 pounds. I have no problem with Devin to dream Haney. But, you know, Devin Haney is dreaming if he thinks he should be listed on the pound-for-pound pound list simply for beating George Cambosis Jr. George Cambosis is not an elite fighter. Mm-mm. He won a fluke of a fight against mm-hmm. Tiafimo Lopez. I just don't think that you can elevate him to pound-for-pound status because then if you do that, then you're taken away from Shakur Stevenson. He shouldn't be on the list above Shakur Stevenson. He shouldn't be on the list above Baval or Better Biev or Fury or Canelo or Usyk or Spence or Crawford or Inouye or even Jermel Charlo. I cannot put him up better than any of those guys. I'm proud of what Haney's done. I respect what he's done. But Haney's going to have to put in some more work. Go in there and outclass Vasil Lomachenko. You can crack the top 10. That would show me you're that guy. What do you think about that? No, I agree. I, I think so. I I agree. Um, I'm, I know you was talking, but I think the only other thing, too, is I think Canelo is being disrespected by being put at number five. I, I, I agree with you. I mean, look, if you look at Canelo Alvarez, I feel like my top three, I'll tell you my top three right now. I'll tell you my top three right now. Number one pound for pound in the world, I have Oslander Usyk. The man was undisputed at cruiserweight, moved up in weight, and fought a prime world, unified world champion who's elite Mm -hmm. and beat him back to back. That's more than what Terrence Crawford has done. Right. That's not even close. It's not even close. Like, he's just... And his run at Undisputed was better than Crawford's. And this is not to diss Crawford. Crawford's a talented fighter, but you've never beaten an elite fighter in your life. And you've never come close to beating an elite fighter. Mm -hmm. Everybody you fought was either past their prime, past their best, or never that good in the first place. And the last world champion Crawford fight was Jeff Horn, which was years ago. So at the end of the day, we're talking about a guy who's constantly in the smoke. I cannot put anybody else at number one besides Usyk. And, And he only fights once a year. Like, what is that? I, and I don't understand that. It, and he should be out there putting in work again and again and again, showing everybody why he he wants to make a claim at being the best. Um, but I, at number one, I got Usyk. Mm-hmm. At number two, I got Inouye. And number three, I got Canelo Alvarez. Mm-hmm. I feel like Canelo Alvarez gets past Triple G in spectacular fashion. I could put him, elevate him back over Inouye, and he'll be right below Usyk. If Canelo Alvarez avenges his loss against uh, Bavol, I can elevate him yet again. Back to number one. See what I mean? And and also with Terrence Crawford, if he beats Errol Spence, that could elevate him and keep him at one for me. Mm-hmm. If, if you see Usyk beat Tyson Fury, that could elevate him, put him at one too. But so will that everybody Terrence Crawford fight happen? Will it happen? We don't know. And if it does happen, I don't think that's no easy fight for Terrence Crawford. I don't know if Crawford gets past Spence. I think that's a 50-50 spot fight. And so that could go either way. And how far does he drop if he loses to Errol Spence? I think it's it's reasonable to see that Terrence Crawford's an excellent fighter. 
But right now in his career and his resume, the level of competition he's fought has not been close to Usyk, Canelo, or Nui. So he should not be number one pound for pound. I don't even know if he would be on the list if he lost against Errol Spence. Because the only reason really why he's on this list is because he holds a belt at 147. And also he was undisputed at 40. So those are two reasons that people can do it. He's a three-weight world champion. So you can respect him for that. But, I mean, it's more – we live in a a time what – what have you done for me lately? And Terrence Crawford has not done a damn thing for me lately. So if we're going to be honest, I got to put Terrence Crawford – he's down towards the bottom of that list. Mm -hmm. I don't have him in the top three. I, I can't. How can I put him in the top three putting in work over everybody else? So I got Usyk one. I have Anui two. I have Canelo three. I don't know how you can put Errol Spence over Usyk and Canelo. That's insane. Errol Spence, a unified champion. Uh, you know, he has three belts, but he's never been undisputed. Usyk has been undisputed. Canelo's been undisputed. Usyk is conquering two weight classes. Canelo has titles in four weight classes. Errol Spence has only conquered one weight class and he hasn't cleaned it out. He mm-hmm. still has an undefeated champion left. So why would you even put him above Canelo or Usyk? It seems stupid to me. I mean, if you look at Errol Spence, you could put him in better BF, you know, maybe in the sixth and seventh spots. Respectively, you could toggle either one of those guys because both of those guys are a belt away from undisputed in their respective divisions. Um, you know, I would put Baval, you know, I think he's fine where he's at around eight. I mean, look, because the only top, top win that he has is Canelo Alvarez, who was also a guy moving up in weight. Canelo wasn't a world champion at 75. So, yeah, you beat a a, a pound-for-pound fighter, but he's not from your weight class. You had every advantage. Why would I give you maximum credit for it? Yeah, you're on the pound-for-pound list, but you don't get maximum credit for that. I mean, you had too many advantages. The guy was smaller, and he moved up in weight for Mm -hmm. you. He took on that challenge. Exactly. I give Canelo credit for that. But I, I don't think Usyk, I mean, I'm sorry, Bavol gets that kind of credit for it. I think he gets a boost, but to, to elevate him above the eighth spot, I don't see it. Now, if Dimitri and Arthur better be at fault, I think that could definitely elevate him if if he won. Yeah, it, I mean, if Dimitri Bavol is, is undisputed, I would love to elevate him in the top five. And, and, and not only that, if Haney beats Lomachenko, he cracks the top ten. Um, if you see, you know, Jamel Charlo, he should definitely be anywhere between nine and 10 right now. Jamel Charlo is an undisputed champion, fought all comers, took a while, but he got it done. I admire that. And he's shown that he can bounce back, shown resilience, beat Brian Castaño when the vast majority of the public believed he lost their first fight. He overcame that adversity. So I can't be mad at uh, Jamel Charlo. So I feel like at the end of the day, Jamel Charlo should at least be number 10 on the list. At least nine or 10, I feel like he should be on there. The reason why he's not higher is because he hasn't beat any elite fighters in his weight class. Who's at 154 besides Brian Castaño? And everybody he's fought at 154 aside from Castaño has already been knocked out or lost. So I I don't see a reason why you should be like, oh, Jermail has all these great wins. He doesn't. He he cleared out his division. Much respect to him. Uh, And he's just recently done that. So I give him credit where credit is due. But he's not going to be high on that pound-for-pound list. And what's disrespectful about ESPN by even putting his list out is the fact that you would flagrantly put Terrence Crawford at number one when you know damn well he's not outclassed Usyk or Canelo in what they've done in their careers. It simply doesn't – it seems like an obvious bias against those guys. Well, I'm actually surprised that they put him as number one because he's no longer with ESPN, you know? So – 
I think that came as a surprise to me. And I'll put it like this. This is why ESPN rankings are biased because he's a product of ESPN. He spent the majority of his career at ESPN. This is also why they still have Vasil Lomachenko on the list. You should, and, and this is no disrespect to Vasil Lomachenko, but at this point he should not be on the list. He's had a long absence from boxing. Uh, he lost to TFEMO. I don't see why he would be on the list at this moment. He has not done anything. He turns around and beats Devin Haney, back on the list mm-hmm. for me. Devin Haney turns around and beats him, right on that list for me. Both of those guys should be working to make the list at this point, not just being given a spot on the list before because of what you've done in your past. I think Jamel Charlo has definitely earned a shot. I don't think Devin Haney has. I don't think right now Vasil Lomachenko has. And, you, and, you know, I think that that's what's interesting on this list. And I'm sure somebody voted for Tiafimo on this list, but let's make it clear. Losing to George Cambosis is, is is not something that's going to keep you on the list. And his only top win was really Vasil Lomachenko. So I like Tiafimo. I think he's a good guy, but I, I don't want to overrate Tiafimo here. Um, he's honorable mention maybe, but he's going to have to put together a really good win for me. Gompa is not that kind of win that I'm going to look and be proud of. Uh, you look at a guy like Josh Taylor, who's undisputed, who's vacating belts, who's fighting uh, Cottrell in a rematch. I don't really have Josh Taylor up there at the moment because he's vacating belts and most people feel like he had a controversial fight against Cottrell and everybody else has put in so much work. So I don't really see that. I would love to see Regis Progray enter the list uh, or Josh Taylor, but I feel like a rematch is needed from those guys. Mm-hmm. Um I've even seen some people insist that Ryan Garcia is going to be the next pound for pound star when he showed nothing. Boots in has showed nothing. Tank Davis, there's people legitimately have Tank Davis on their pound for pound list. I don't understand why. I don't understand why. He's fighting trash. What belts do you have? He has the Burger King belt. (laughs) This man has the McDonald's belt. I mean, come on, he has the chicken wing belt. You don't get on the pound for pound list for having a chicken wing belt. You, You simply don't. I think Tank Davis has been vastly overrated. He's been having cherry pick after cherry pick. He's under the Mayweather protection plan. So we shouldn't even be considering Tank Davis anywhere near a pound for pound list if we're being honest and objective. What do you think about it? No, I agree. I I mean, these guys are, are protected, you know, and even Ryan to a sense too. I mean, all this back and forth about them, you know, going up against each other, that's all talk. I mean, I you see right through it. So neither of them at this point in time, they haven't done anything to prove that they're worthy of even potentially being on this list. Okay. And and I I have a question for you real quick. Out of all the young guys, you got Haney, Mm -hmm. Tiafimo, Ryan, you know, you got all these guys tank. You got all these young bucks in and around that weight class, 135 Mm -hmm. to 140. Who's the best? right now just just in your opinion because in my opinion i don't have a best right now i don't think any of these guys have shown anything to elevate themselves above everybody else i think they're all about even this is just this is just my opinion this is just my opinion i think they're all i think we're gonna agree on this i think we're gonna agree on this okay go speak speak to it i would say and i think you would agree with me on this that it has to be virgil ortiz well, 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 Virgil's another story. I'm just talking about 135, 140. Oh, 135, 140. If we're talking about all the young fighters, then you take all those young fighters, then you throw in Ortiz, mm-hmm. then you throw in Boots Ennis, then you throw in all those guys. Then then you expand that list. Then you also throw in Bam Rodriguez. Then you, th- you, you You're just expanding the list at this point. So I, I'll make it this. Who's the best young fighter right now? Is it Virgil Ortiz? I think it's Virgil. I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that. I, in my opinion, it's either Virgil or Bam Rodriguez. Virgil's I, not scared. He wants to smoke. No one wants to fight him. You saw you saw Terrence Crawford go fight Mean Machine. 
he does it. And where's his fight? You know, he's constantly trying to get those belts. No one wants to give him the time of day. Why? And, and, and because he's dangerous. He's a, you know, he's a dangerous fighter. And uh, he could ruin a lot of plans in the welterweight division. And so for that, for out of that, so that's a great, that's a great spot for Virgil Ortiz. And I think him or Bam Rodriguez for me, I can't really decide at this point, but I think both of those guys have shown tremendous heart and tremendous bolus to go in there and try to fight any and everybody. So let me ask you this, Ryan, Tiafimo, Haney, and Tank, out of that four, who do you got as the best? Come on now, you got to have somebody. I, I don't have or do you feel like none of them? None of them. None of them. I I mean, yeah, so what? Okay, Haney, you got you be Kambosis. Whoop de doo. Like that means nothing to me. And and I still got to see this fight once again. Like I honestly don't want to watch that trash. Kambosis doesn't bring anything to the table. Who have you fought? All you do is definitely use your use your your speed, use your your movement and that's fine. But fight someone that that's going to apply that pressure you you can't or you won't so honestly and even if he fights Vasily I think that may be a problem too just because of the movement Vasily's been out uh for all this time it it's it's in Haney's favor all these fights are in Haney's favor at this point in time so move up move up and and then let's let's see the real you okay and what about Ryan I think Ryan has potential but his mouth and his wherever he's at mentally is just not there. I mean, I really thought the kid had something going, but all he does is just talk, 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 talk. And it's really just got him on my nerves. And what about their family? He, I honestly, I didn't care for him. I didn't care for him at the beginning. He lost, he was exposed. He, he didn't beat Vasily Lomachenko in that fight. Vasily was the one that gave him that fight. Vasily was either too scared to even throw a punch maybe thought he was going to get knocked out and he didn't you know and once he started you saw that change and then of course the 12th round right i mean and even that that you can argue could it have been a draw right um and honestly you really could just because vasily was doing so much um so i mean i i really don't i don't see any of those guys at this point in time okay and and can you speak to me about javante tank davis what do you think about him I want him to fight somebody. I know that his whole thing right now is just fighting all the Mexicans, fighting the Hispanics. He wants to be another Floyd. Um, and that's fine. But you saw what Floyd did, right? I mean, Floyd was not, he's not the best ever. He's not the greatest. All he did was cherry pick. And now he has his protege doing the same thing. That absolutely means nothing to me. All you do is just devalue boxing just by trying to fight these non-value-added fights. Okay. And and since I didn't get a, I guess, a reaction from you, what do you think about, what do you think next for Usyk and how do you see his next fight going? And then after that, what do you think happens to AJ? I'll, I'll speak to AJ in a minute, but let's speak on Usyk for a second. Go. So Usyk, him fighting Fury, I think it, it's going to be, I think it's going to be good. I think it's, it's a 50-50 fight, right? Just because again, he has the movement, um, However, when you're fighting Fury, I mean, he has all those same advantages, right, that he does. And the the thing about it is, is that Fury is a true heavyweight. You know, he's not a cruiserweight. So if he has a heavyweight, he's knocked out, um, you know, Wilder before. And from the very first fight that Usyk had at heavyweight, I myself almost doubted him for a moment just because Chisora 
just applied all this pressure and he had issues with that pressure. So if he had issues, then I know Fury's going to come in there and he's not scared of the pressure. I think that's the only thing that AJ didn't do. And I, I really, I am an AJ fan a hundred percent. It was disappointing that that pressure never came out. The ninth round was the only time, but by that time, AJ was already tired. Okay. So there was just no way. Okay. Now Eddie Hearn has come out and stated that Anthony Joshua, he's going to have a lot of fights. Uh, he want to fight him four times in a year and he want to bring him back in December against a top 15 type of fighter. Um, he believes that a couple of good fights that he would like to see AJ in um, include AJ Dillian White too which would be a big fight for the UK. A lot of people would be interested in that fight. You know, you, you need fights to kind of build your confidence, get your back going. And so these are good fights to mm -hmm. kind of build yourself back to where you're being. I mean, so a Dillian White fight, um, Anthony Joshua Dillian White too is one fight that's being talked about. Another fight that Eddie Hearn is talking about is, okay, if we get that one done, maybe we can get a Deontay Wilder fight. But I'm going to be honest with you, do not expect an Anthony Joshua Deontay Wilder fight. You even seen Deontay Wilder spit in the face of Eddie Hearn recently, um, basically saying, oh, they were just looking me, for me a backup plan. He literally didn't acknowledge any of their phone calls, nothing. He he just really – he did, he showed no energy to want to fight Anthony Joshua, so I highly doubt that happens. Yeah. But I see Anthony Joshua fighting other guys, big fights, building his brand back up. And he also mentioned that Tyson Fury at some point down the line um, because that would be a massive fight. In my opinion, I believe Anthony Joshua takes some kind of tune-up in December and then turns around and fights maybe Dillian White early and then fights Tyson Fury late next year. Because I, I see Tyson Fury, if he can somehow get the Usyk fight made, win that fight, I can see Fury AJ later that same year for all the marbles. And um, and I just I would think Anthony Joshua would lose that fight because if Anthony Joshua does not make key adjustments in his aggression – his mindset and um and his physical ability like you know he has too much muscle on his body he's going to have to drain some of that down you don't and, and look and Anthony Joshua before I, before I let Spicy take it and she can take it all before I let her take it I'll tell you this I'll tell you this if you're listening to me for for any reason if anybody that's in AJ's camp is listening if AJ's listening look this ain't a thirst trap I'm just trying to get at you and this is what I'm trying to tell you all I want to tell you is, if you work with me, I'll get you right. The number one thing that you're missing, the number one thing that you're lacking is the endurance to apply consistent pressure for 12 rounds. You're not going to beat an elite fighter like Usyk if you can't apply consistent pressure for 12 rounds. If you get tired in that fight like most heavyweights do, Usyk will take advantage of you and beat you every time. Mm -hmm. If you get tired against Tyson Fury, and you can't apply consistent pressure for 12 rounds. And get knocked out. You're going to get beat again. It, it's just it's just not going to – he's too elusive. He's too good. And the only way AJ wins those fights is if he's able to land that power. And you're not going to be able to land that power if you can't apply the pressure you need to get one of those shots off. So your shots are never going to make it home if you can't apply that pressure. Anthony Joshua, get rid of those bulky-ass muscles. He's going to need about 15 pounds of muscles dropped in – He's going to need about 15 pounds, muscle drop, get with the right nutrition, the right dietitian, and go in there and work on nothing but cardio. Being able to throw a thousand punches a fight would dramatically change his chances to beat a guy like Fury or Usyk, and he's going to need a few tune-ups to get used to that size, to get used to that weight, because he does have skills. That fight with Usyk was closer. But at the same time, if you don't have the energy to do it, if you don't have the right mentality to do it, 
and and you're 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 not going to beat an elite fighter lacking those key things talk to me it's going to be the mental state a hundred percent just because i and i don't know if you've noticed even like he lost to reese right and i get it he came back won it right and i get the aggressiveness probably wasn't the best you know the best tactic for for reese but whenever he fought Usyk, right even the first one where was the pressure the pressure was gone and we've seen him apply pressure before where did it go the second fight the stamina was gone well but even aside from the stamina where was the pressure in the there was no fight? pressure we so started to there's fight. something that's not clicking well, something well, that's been lost well i was told this was going to be an aggressive aj mm -hmm. i was told this aj was going to be aggressive he was going to be fighting through everything he's going to be going in there to knock who's i never saw that from him never. the ninth round was the only round he got semi-aggressive even robert garcia's co-trainer said that so my whole thing is why were you not aggressive for the first eight rounds? Like, you're not going to beat this guy if you're not even aggressive. And then the last three rounds, you had no energy left. So you were aggressive one round out of 12 rounds. You thought you were going to beat Usyk. That makes no sense I, to me. I feel like it's like an ego an ego thing right now. I think he he knew that he – and he, because I think that was a criticism the first the first fight was that AJ, he was not he's not a boxer. He lost because Usyk was going to be the better boxer. And I don't know, maybe he wanted to prove people wrong that he really could box, you know, but it's not about that. You have to use different strategies and whatever works in your favor. It's not about, let me prove this point. And I think he really was so gung-ho about proving this point that he could box. That's not, that's not the issue. It's you just did not apply the pressure because you, your stamina wasn't there. You went up four pounds. Why would you go up? Why? Exactly. And then the fact that AJ was saying he doesn't know what his stamina is coming into this, I didn't like that either because at the end of the day, you know, Anthony Josh was an elite fighter and you can't not know what your stamina is. You think that Usyk's ever went into a fight and didn't know what his ability was? You think Fury went into a fight and he had no idea what his ability was? Elite fighters know what they can and they cannot do. Let's just be honest about that. They know what they can and cannot do. And one thing that they won't go into a fight is unprepared. He was not truly prepared if he was not able to go all 12 rounds at a consistent pace. You're not truly prepared. And Anthony Joshua, you or your team members are listening. You need a guy in your corner that's not a yes man. That's not going to sit up here and tell you nonsense or lies. You need somebody like me. Because what I'm going to do is I don't need to be your trainer. I just need to be your advisor. Because you need advice on you need to be able to go 12 rounds consistently without gassing out if you want a chance of success against any top fighters because if you if if you don't take that approach you're going to lose every single time against a guy who's going to do everything in his power to drain you to drain you of that what do you think i agree i think it i think it all comes down to what is being said what are these conversations but are they being truthful and honest with him you know because i know it may hurt your feelings aj but you have to hear this and if not, then you're going to continue making the same error over and over again. And by the time that you beat Fury, I mean, that you fight Fury, you're not going to beat him. Well, what and what it seems like to me is AJ is looking to just get his aggression back. And uh, and then when he does meet Fury at some point down the line, he's going to be like, OK, I got my aggression back. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. OK, so we'll see. Right. So you get your aggression back. But what happened when Fury fought, uh, you know, another aggressive fighter in Wilder? didn't work out too good for Wilder, did it? Did it? Not at all. So do you think that that's a great plan for him to do? Yes. Of just focusing only on aggression? No, 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 no. I mean, like, as, as far as, like, a great plan as, as far as just not necessarily the aggression, but you have to you have to go back to, to step one. 
you have to rebuild. Well, AJ's never been a guy who's had the best stamina or endurance. So this is something he definitely needs to work on. This is something he definitely needs to focus on. But Spicy, I appreciate you coming through. I appreciate you talking boxing. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And we'll love to have you back any and every time. Salute from the landlord because men lie, women lie, but the facts don't lie.